welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. I am joined by Joke, who will be sharing her fertility journey with us. Our details would also be in the show notes. Um, so welcome, Joke, and thank you for joining us today. Um, thank you, Ola. Thank you for having me. Yay. So we always start off by saying, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, my name is Joke Ola Rewaju. Um, I am a Nigerian. Mm-hmm. I, have, um, I've, I worked with um, different banks in Nigeria before relocating to Canada last year. I have like over 12 years working experience in financial institutions. Oh, wow. I relocated to Canada last year, February. Mm-hmm. And I currently work with a telecommunications company oh, that's wonderful. in Manitoba. I am married. I got married 2013. I have a wonderful husband. That's wonderful. <laughs> I think that's all I could say for now. And a beautiful daughter. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for sharing. Uh, and how has it been so far in Manitoba? Oh, well, it's not bad. The cold is really cool. Like now when yeah. winter, it's really cold. Like yeah. minus 35 this morning. Yeah. But it's like you're warning, like it's really going to be very cold today. But, um, you know, not bad. Like it's just the quiet life. Go to work, come back home and everything. That's but good. I think um, I have no regrets so far anyway. Okay. That's, that's the good. honest truth. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. I'm glad you're yeah, happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so let's talk about, I mean, today we want to talk about fertility and infertility. So uh, if you could please tell us about your journey to becoming a mom. Uh, yeah, so I got married in December 2013. Mm-hmm. And um, I got pregnant immediately. Um, so I think I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I think I got to know that I was pregnant, like, um, say a week mm-hmm. ago, then like after some days, I just realized that, um, I was spotting right. and I was having like sharp pain. I'm like, mm-hmm. what's going on? I know, you know, I was still excited about the positive pregnancy test and everything. Mm-hmm. So I went to work that morning, but the pain was very crucial. Like I was really, you know. In pain, I wasn't comfortable. What's going on? So I just called my husband. I was like, okay, maybe you should go to the hospital. I know that I'll meet you there. Or when you're done, you can just go home and everything. So mm. I went to my hospital. I got there. I told them. They asked me to go for a scan. And then while I was doing the scan, the look on the um, guy's face was shaking his head and everything. Uh-huh. And then they were, they were two. They were discussing something. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Um, yeah. They just said, okay, um, I think you have an ectopic pregnancy. Mm. You have to go back to the, you can't go home right now. You need to go straight back to the hospital and um, they need to perform a surgery. I'm like, what is ectopic pregnancy? I've not even heard the word before in my whole life. Like, I don't know what that means. Mm. So, you know, immediately I took my phone. I called my husband, like, this is what's going on and everything. So I went back to the hospital. Uh, as I was waiting, I put pick up my phone, Google, like a topic, yeah. and I read what it's all about. As then I freaked out, like, what is going on with me and everything? You know, before I could say Jack Robinson, they're already planning a surgery. And oh, and then, you know, I was confused. I don't know what's going on. I called my husband. He came. Within 
four hours or so, like they said, you know, it's risky. Anything can happen to me right now. Maybe it busted Mm -hmm. and everything. That's why my fallopian tube busted. That's why I was bleeding and everything. So they performed the surgery. And then the next morning, you know, they came to me to explain to me like, so your one of your tube is out now. So, but you have one fallopian tube, so that's fine. You, should, you will be able to have your baby with one fallopian tubes and everything. You'll be fine. You know, I was worried and everything, but my husband was there to comfort me. You know, my family, they came and everything. And then at that point when they came, like my mother-in-law and my mom and all, yeah, they just they knew that I had, I was pregnant and then something happened. Maybe to them, like, okay, maybe um, like a miscarriage or something. Yeah. We didn't really talk much about whatever it is or something like I'm not sure. Maybe everybody was just trying to be quiet about it. I'm not sure if my if they really understood what happened. Mm-hmm. But after then, I'm um, so sorry for your loss. Thank you, Ola. So after then, we went back home, and then everything was going on fine. And then um, my husband now lost his job, like few months after then. And then I was was also trying to get into another bank. Then I was looking for a job, looking for an opportunity to just you know move bank and everything. So I just felt. I don't want to get pregnant right away. Let me wait till I get out of the job. Then I'll calculate that. Okay, maybe six months after the new job, I can get pregnant, you know, yeah. before the nine months, I will be, um, you know, be entitled to get my maternity leave and everything. Uh-huh. So we just stopped trying, you know, like, okay, let's just, and then I was looking for another job. So by 20, that was, uh, all this was in 2014. So by December, 2014, I got a new job, but my husband was still out of job. But we said, okay, let's just keep trying again and everything. We, were tr- we, we started December, then by, I think, end of January, I was pregnant again. So, you know, I was happy and everything. By end of February, I was at work. I just noticed I was spotting and everything. Then it was consistent, like, for two days. So I just went to the hospital. Then they said I was miscarrying, like it was a miscarriage. No. Yeah, so um, I had an evacuation and everything, and that was it. So we started trying again. And then I think it was in June 2015, Mm -hmm. I got pregnant again. Like, I tested positive at home, you know, we're excited, like, okay. Then I just noticed that I I was having all those symptoms and everything, but it got to a point, it looks like it was reducing, like, I wasn't feeling so hungry. I wasn't, my breast wasn't so tender again. I'm like, what is going on? Like I felt something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then when I now did the test again, I noticed that, you know, it was, the, the line was really thick initially, but it wasn't so, yeah. it was light. I, you know, Gogu is my best friend. Like I got yeah. good, it looks like a chemical pregnancy or something. That's what I could find to, you know, we mm-hmm. went to the hospital and everything. They said, okay, my ACG level dropped from where it was before and everything. So they don't, they can't, I should just hold on to it and come back in two weeks. So I think about 45 days after, like I tested positive or something. No, I, I mean, for the five days in my circle, yeah. I, yeah, I was bleeding again, like very painful and everything. So it, it, I think I had like yeah. miscarriage. So the wow. meaning I could give to that was like a chemical pregnancy or something. After going my gogu, palaver yeah. and everything, you know how it is when you're trying yes. to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. You're always goggling everything and all. So then that was in June. So then we keep moving again, trying. So I think about um, September. Yeah. Same here, 2015. I got pregnant again. 
So I was happy. And then, you know, we're just moving, going to work, coming back and everything. Then one day I just noticed that I was having a very sharp pain. Like really sharp pain. I'm like, what is going on again? I remember that day I just couldn't even, I, I couldn't walk. Like, you know, I, I was bending, you know, it was really like, I was worried. And I called my husband, like, what's going on again? He was like, okay, don't worry. When you get home, we'll go to the hospital. Then we went to the hospital that evening. Yeah. They told us to come the next morning and everything because of scan. You know, the person that was going to do the scan was not available at night. They've closed wow. and all. Hmm. So we went the other morning and then I did scan and everything. All that they said I'm having another atopic pregnancy. Oh, no. wow. My tube busted and it's terrible. They need to operate me right immediately. That is why I was having that serious pain. Wow. <laughs> I, I remember as in the, the, the memories is coming. The memories are coming back right now. Like mm. I was crying. You know, like I was sure. rolling on the floor. Like, why do I have to go through this? Like, my second valobian tube is going again. I cried. I was wailing. You know, it was a terrible experience. You know, it mm. wasn't, I wasn't happy. My husband too was there, you know, comforting me. Don't worry, we'll be fine. You know, I didn't marry you for a kid. I'm like, it's easy to say and everything. Mm. So, but after that, I went into surgery. They took out my second fallopian tube. That was about oh. um, October 2015. I was crying and, you know, the thought was just going through my, so I'm never going to have my babies and everything, you know, I was just, then I took my phone, started goggling. I could see that the only thing I have to do is to do an IVF. Mm-hmm. Then after my first, after the surgery, you know, my next appointment with my gynae and then he said, okay, don't worry, you'll be fine. You can have your baby through IVF and everything that um, I can introduce you to one of my colleagues and everything. Um, he just gave me the number and the hospital name. You can just call them and go visit and everything. Then we just took the number and the name. We went back home and everything. So, and at that point, even my, it was, my husband was working in a bank too, but he lost his job. So he couldn't, it wasn't so, so easy. He wasn't getting yeah. a job, you know. Things were really, you know, tough because it was just only me working and everything then now the issue of ivf is coming into the picture like how do we raise this kind of money like how but okay so um i think it was in that december 2015 i went we went to the hospital we met the doctor we discussed with him and everything i told him my history and they were like okay like i look like a good candidate for an ivf Mm -hmm. also it does a good option i can go through and everything they will discuss the money part and everything I said, okay, no problem. Yeah, we'll be back. Then maybe I got my, um, they usually pay us at the beginning of the year, you know, bank and everything. Nigeria, they pay us up front. I took everything. I have my savings and everything. I went into, I paid for the first one in January, 2016. Wow. Like I wasn't just wasting time. Like, okay. so I just, wait, I just wanted to make it happen. I know, well, I know it's not in my power. At that point, maybe I didn't know. I was just trying to make effort to just, get things done and everything mm-hmm. so in january i paid we did the procedure and everything february it was negative it didn't work oh. i cried like i felt really terrible like why you know it was a terrible experience i didn't wish this that for anyone like it was yeah. terrible not even when it's not like you have the money saved like you have a lot exactly. of money but it's just yeah. like you're trying to you know put things together but yeah and then I move again, like I was fine, like we move. So I discussed with the doctor. I said, okay, like I don't, I don't know why it didn't work. Like you have a good, everything looks perfect. Like even during, I remember during the egg retriever, like I had like almost thirty. Oh, maybe wow. when, the, yeah, like it was a lot of eggs. That's even, a lot. 
honestly like it was it was like okay i'm sorry i don't know why this is not working and everything that maybe you should be praying also i said yeah i'm praying then i got that morning again i think that was in june did i say june that was very much april may i think about may i went back again like to try again 2016 i did in may june again it failed again wow and then you know i was the point like i need an explanation like okay what exactly is when you know what is going wrong like why the implantation why they do i have implantation issue like what do i do to make it better and everything no explanation Uh, well i don't know you know but at the end of the day at that point i got to realize that it's god that gives children oh yes yeah so you know they can only do all those things and everything. It's God that will actually make it happen in his own time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, just like even about, uh, sometimes when you're having sex, like everything looks perfect between you and your husband. They say everything is fine. Then you're having sex over time to get pregnant. And then it might not just work for like some months. And then yeah. bam, in a part, maybe six months after, then you just get pregnant and have the children. Then you'll be wondering like, hey, I'm, I'm okay. Like everything is fine. Why didn't just happen one click? To some exactly. people, that's their story. Yeah. So, you know, are you just trying to understand that? Okay. It's God that will still make it happen and in his own time, you know. I was just, then I, I got that morning again, the whole time. Um, the only, my life was just about IVF, reason I need to do IVF. Mm. So uh, the whole time, 20, in same 2016, that was about, uh, I think, um, October, November. So again, yeah. I did the third one. And then it didn't happen again. Oh no, wow. So I was crying. I remember in my doctor's office the day, you know, I was crying. I was, what's going on? Why do I have to go through this? I know. And they was like, okay, well, you, you, I don't know what's going on. It's okay. And then at that point, I think I was about um, 32 or 33. Yeah. At that point. So I got married at the age of 31. So, you know, it was just like, okay, I don't know what to do again. I'm like, I don't even have any money again. I can't even afford to go into another circle right now. You know, yeah. I told you my husband's issues about um, his job. He lost his job, you know, and then he was just trying to do some few business one and day. So it's not like we have that a whole lot of money and everything. It was like, okay, don't worry about it. Um, whenever you're ready for another circle, come mm-hmm. back. You know what? Till you get pregnant, just come back. I'm good. You won't be paying for IVF procedure wow. with me. Yes. Wow. That was my turning point. Ah, that's amazing. That's what the doctor told me after my first day paying for the first three. I could not, as when I got home that day, I was just crying and everything. But, you know, at that point, wow. um, <laughs> I've gotten to a stage whereby I now... I was trying to change my focus on just living my life on IVF and everything. I realized the place of God in all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I was thinking, okay, about purpose. Like, do I think there's a reason why God is making me go through this? Mm-hmm. Like, is there something he wants me to learn? You know, I was now thinking deeper, you know, then I was maybe into, I won't say like into church. Yeah, I'm a Christian, yeah. but at least, you know, I was into like, okay, I just want to know God. Like I was just trying to get closer to God at that point because I now realize that it is not by my power, but my math, but it's just by his grace. Like it is only God that can do it. And I've realized at that point also that, um, have you ever seen where worrying has ever changed anything in this life? Worrying can never change anything, but the only thing mm-hmm. that can make a difference is God. Mm-hmm. Even if you are some, even if you are not a Christian, 
worry will not change anything for you but at the, when it happens it is time for god like god says that's the right time for it to happen that's why it happens at that point so you know i just wanted to just you know focus on god and everything mm. so on the even on the third attempt when it failed yeah i cried i felt really bad like why do i have to go through this but i wasn't as down as the way i was for my two first previous ivas and everything you know i was a bit getting you know, kind of stronger, like trying to understand the place of God in all of these, trying to, you know, look um, forward, looking forward to, you know, having a relationship with him. You know, I don't want to just be, my life be about just IVF and everything. So mm-hmm. when my daughter told me like, I shouldn't pay again, you know, that looks like a miracle. I just couldn't yeah. even, you know. So by January, 2017, again, I went back. We did the procedure in January 2017 and February. It failed again. And then at that point, mm-hmm. I started doing my own uh, personal work. I remember my doctor said, okay, Jokia, I think since it's an implantation issue we are having with you, that I usually have a lot of eggs and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, and then fertilization is really great. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't think it's, the only thing you think we should do again is maybe looking at the option for why my implantations are failing. Mm-hmm. So what do I need to do to make a difference? It was just, I said, which I did womb scraping. Oh my God. Oh, that was wow. a painful experience. Like mm-hmm. no anesthesia, no anything to make me as yeah. in, right. Putting something in my womb and scraping it. Like it was painful experience. I think yeah. I did it on my second and third and thoughts, you know, it was really a painful experience. Like I would cry and I would get home and be crying. Like, why do I have to go through this and everything? Yeah, so I did the fourth one, it didn't work again. And then during my Google research and everything yeah. and yes. all, so I find out about um, acupuncture. Oh. Yeah, so that was the place in Nigeria somewhere. I find out they're doing it. I went there. I did that on my home during my procedure. Like even like I didn't even involve the hospital because I think they didn't believe in it then. Yeah. So I was just desperate to do something different. Yeah. I did acupuncture. Then um, I also did took intralipid. Oh yes. Yeah, I took intralipid over there and everything. Yeah, but fourth attempt didn't work. Then um, I did on the fifth attempt again in 2017. I think that's about um, maybe April, May, June or so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did again. Um, that also failed wow. in, in fifth attempt, you know. But at that point, I, I just thought to myself, like, I just need to um, focus more on myself. And, and the funny thing about it is when it failed, I was just like, you know what? I think I need to just take my mind off IVF, live my life and everything. But yeah. what I would just, later on, maybe within a month, I'm back on my <laughs> feet. Back and, <laughs> it's back there. I was like, I thought we said we should stop. I said, Amy, don't worry, I'll be fine. Let's just give it, let's give it a try. I'm not going to give up and everything. And then naturally, that's my spirit. I don't give up easily. Like I just, you know, so I said, let's try again. And then imagine I didn't pay on the fourth, I didn't pay on the fifth attempt. Wow. Every everything and everything like you know it was That's just God. Intervention, yes. Honest. Then on my sixth attempt, we I went again, and then I did that procedure. Yeah, that was December twenty seventeen, mm. mm-hmm. and January second, twenty eighteen. I tested positive. Oh, wow. I was pregnant. Amazing. 
yes so i was so excited and everything and then that's where my story changed i had my daughter september <laughs> 12 2018 wow yes beautiful that, that is, is it. just amazing yes and then funny thing is i'm um, in 2018 well actually at each time that i did those procedures i remember my doctor you know it's not the one that I would transfer just to one embryo mm. transfers like three and even when i had my daughter i think i transferred like three but I got one, but I'm grateful to God and everything, yeah. you know. Then I, in December 2019, um, mm-hmm. yeah, because I knew I was relocating to Canada and everything. I was like, okay, I made my research. Canada, you can't do IVF. is quite expensive for yeah. me. I just like, okay, I'm just going in there. I just don't want to put myself through the street. Like, maybe I should just try again before going and everything. Then, yeah, I, you know, I did another one. That was December 2019. It failed. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I was supposed to come to Canada to um, like about February last year. So I just came. And yeah, I am now. I'm in the middle of a cycle again. Oh, wow. well, that's good, right? So you are doing it in the Canada that you thought was impossible. Yes, I am. That's yeah. That well, lots of good story. wishes with this current one. That's an amazing Amen. story. So sorry for Thank your you. losses. Um, Thank you. Thank God for your wonderful daughter yeah and that really is divine intervention to have a clinic a doctor when we all know how much they love money yes to say that they'll keep treating you without any charge until mm-hmm. you get pregnant that's amazing mm-hmm. it was just god it was mm-hmm. god yes he was and i love the fact that you touch on the you know because sometimes people say that you know um some people make comments especially in nigeria that uh don't try to play god if you're doing uh, ivf uh, because you're going through science, but then of course, like your situation and how you highlighted, it's not really the science that makes everything work. Uh, God still has to put the final yes. uh, take on it and approval or confirmation to make it happen. Yes. So it's good to that you share that. I want to. Uh, there's a part of me that wants to let me ask you a question regarding. Um, I mean, you're Nigerian, and of course, you know how the society is. By the time you've gone through. Uh, so many losses and then losing both tubes even with your faith was there at a point in time where you wondered as they say a lot in our culture if this is some kind of village people you know voodoo or is it yeah. some, something spiritual or was there a point in time that you wondered about that <laughs> sure. yeah this is <laughs> sorry it's just something that I, knew. I mean it's, it's the reality as much as you know we we don't want to believe that but mm-hmm. at the back of your mind, sometimes when things are not really. I know. Yeah, yeah. sure. So, you know, at <laughs> the point, like I said, I remember when it happened, mm. like I lost my t- two Philippian tips. I was always crying. Like, yeah. God, like I, I'm like seriously crying. Like, why do I have to go through this, Lord? I've never been a bad girl. Like, mm. why do I have to go through this? I was asking God why. And then, you know, at the back of my mind, like, um, is, is that someone out there trying to make me go through this? Okay. Like you said, yeah. it's true. Like we're Africans, you know, and then my parents, you know, the thing of like, I'm from a polygamous family about, oh, oh maybe it's another it's, wife or something. Yes. It's my stepmom. <laughs> like there is this thing about, I have yeah. a stepmom, like it's my stepmom and everything that was behind this and everything. And then, you know, then I got married at the age of 31, even getting married at that age to them, it was like, it was late. So they felt like she was the one behind it and everything. 
But I really, at no point, do I ever dwell on that. I didn't dwell on it. I didn't believe in that. But yeah, it's reality around me about that's what my parents believed. Then that's what, so even that's why um, during the old journey, I didn't really open up to them. They didn't know what I was going through. Mm-hmm. None. They didn't know what I was going through. Because, you know, they are, what, they were, what they are thinking is different from, what like, I mean, my yeah. reality, like, this is, it, this is the way forward. But they were still thinking about, ah, it is somebody out there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could actually say it in my language, the way they were like, ah, <laughs> and, you know, cursing the person like, oh, my, she's the one that is making my daughter go through all this and everything. You need mm. to run away. Don't speak to them again. Even, you know, I was just looking at them. Yeah, okay. Like, I've read you yeah. and everything, you know? So it's my reality. Like you're yeah. right. Like it's something my family believes and everything. Even it's many, they... many of us believe that. As yeah. much as it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or you know Muslim or any yes. other religion at the back of your mind, because it is <laughs> how the society is, and there's a lot of spiritual yes. spirituality in everything. So it's it'll come across your mind. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was a point in time that I was speaking, my dad lived in the US. So right. There was a time I was speaking, we we're just talking on phone about something and everything. I don't know. I was just overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys don't know what I'm going through. Like, I just had an IVF procedure. If you're like, you did IVF, ah, millions of naira. Why are you? Why are you going through the? Why didn't you tell me? I would have told you to go and meet one um woman. Is a traditional herbalist that do um for child fertility. She yeah. will give you some um herbal concussion. When you drink that, you're gonna be fine. Why are you doing all this? I'm like, Daddy, like, okay. I was joking. I didn't. I was just trying to. I know. I just had to change the story. Yeah. In my I don't have fallopian tubes. And then you want me to go and meet a fertility, like, a, you know, an ABBA fertility to give me a concussion, whatever. Yeah. Like, do, is that going to work for me? Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, I don't think that will work for me, you know? <laughs> I had to call them off. So actually, while I was going through it, my parents, they were not, they don't, they, they didn't know what I was going through. Yeah. I certainly appreciate that. And, and for them, they don't, it's not really their fault at the same I, time. It's because that's what they they're used to that's what they believe and they don't yes. really understand the details like even if you say you don't have any tubes they're like okay what does that mean like it doesn't to them it's like oh that's nothing it can still be fixed right yes. so that's the way they're oh. gonna keep yes. thinking right mm-hmm. so we, we need more awareness for at least for the younger ones if not the older ones because it might be too yeah it might be too late to change them <laughs> honestly it is it's gonna be too late to change them honestly <laughs> yeah so still talking about culture uh you know there's a lot of stigma attached to um you know, infertility and especially women. How did you find support during that time? Like during the whole time when all this was going on in your journey, was there a lot of support from friends? Actually, I was like a loner. It was, you know, I wished I had that support, yeah. but there was none. I couldn't, even my closest friend. Yeah. I couldn't talk to them about it. Why? Because everybody, they got married, they got pregnant immediately. They have their babies and everything. And I felt like they won't even understand what I'm going through. And then I don't want pity. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. running away from pity. That was what, actually what I was wanting. I don't want anybody to pity me, to say, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I never wanted that. Mm. So it was just between me and my husband. We didn't tell. I didn't. But I then I think along the line, um, in my office, there was, um, I have a colleague. 
So I think during those times that I have to, you know, when you have to go for appointments, mm. more phone at work, yeah. and then how, what will you tell them is going on, you know? So I think at the point I told her that I was going to a doctor appointment. I don't know. I can't even remember what we discussed. And then mm-hmm. she got to know that I was doing IVF. She was, I, I can't remember how it happened. Then luckily she was actually, I won't say luckily, but we were both in the same shoes. She was I in the middle of the cycle. And then we walked yeah. together. Like we sleep, sit next to each other. Like wow. really? And then that's how we clicked. So we were both happy to share our experience what's going on what are you using you know yeah. sometimes you end up like i feel so tired i just took my injection in the morning before coming to work you know we could yeah. share what we were exactly. going yeah yeah so i think she was the only one like i had someone in my office then apart from that i didn't tell anyone and then good for her like i think it was a first sequel or something she got pregnant and everything wow. yeah so but at least i that was the only person i know that along the line yeah you no know, she could you know could just call me ah okay what's going on how far you know that's the only person i could talk to even my closest friend and then all like because they were my friends and then you know we're kind of close i know i could predict what they can say or do but i just mm-hmm. really do not want anybody to pity me yeah sometimes i realize that um when you're going through infertility and all like people yeah if they might care about you mm-hmm. but you know the hey, yeah, oh, yeah know. you know don't worry god will do it <laughs> statement it's too much sometimes exactly yeah so i was actually in my own world nobody knew they would just know that oh maybe ah maybe she's trying to get pregnant or something yeah. she's married no babies yet i know but they didn't know what i was going through until maybe after i had my daughter then i had it i had to share my testimony a lot yeah. of them were surprised opened their mouth like really and everything you know but at that point i I didn't get a lot of, you know, I actually needed one then, but I really do not have a lot, but I was just on my own. And then Google was my best friend. I'm, oh. I was always there checking some fertility group on, you yes. know, online, on Naira Land. Social media, yeah. Yes, just social media, just to read what they're going through, you know, get their own experiences and everything. That was the yeah. only thing I did then. Hmm. What do you think yeah. needs to change in our society to provide more support to people? Ah. Uh, well, for me, I think um, there should be a lot of awareness, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of people do not even understand, you know, for me, I, I won't blame some people because you just got married, you get pregnant, even before you get married, you're pregnant. They're already already. pregnant, exactly. Yes, exactly. Even when you were not trying, it happens immediately. You don't even know that like somebody out there mm-hmm. trying to go through this. And then a lot of people do not even understand the causes of infertility. You know, they don't even know what can be the causes like. So they, is what you don't understand, what you don't even know, how do you want to, you know, know how yeah. to react to it or how to give support, those things I know. So I think there should be a lot of, you know, awareness, but how would that happen? I don't even know, because if you don't have any, any struggle, you don't have any business with something, I don't think anybody wants to go out there and it's find out attention. about that thing. Yeah. Exactly. But a lot of people don't, they don't even know what you're going through. So how would they even understand all the options out there? yeah so but we need more awareness we need more awareness basically yeah Mm. what about support from the workplace because you know when you mentioned your losses i always wondered um rather i was wondering was there any bereavement packages at work did he get paid time leave to deal with no some of like no was there any or you just didn't or there wasn't there wasn't there wasn't anything like that 
Mm. Nothing. It was just, you know, maybe I had to take my, if I had to be away, take my annual leave and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that wasn't anything. So we I'm still have sure. a long way to go as well. Exactly. I'm not sure companies. that is any in Nigeria. I'm not sure yeah. there's anything like that. Yeah. Companies yeah. definitely need to do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And even in terms of uh, the fertility packages as well, in terms of providing some kind of support, in terms of like the fee, the cost of yeah, yeah like IVF treatment. Mm-hmm. Because many companies now have some kind of health packages, right? Like health benefits in terms of someone has uh, maybe an illness or there's some kind of package. Yes, but they don't have IVF in most yeah. of these packages. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, change. it's something they should look into. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, you see um, if 10 women are standing, I'm sure my maybe two or three of them are going through fertility, infertility. Ah and everything but you know because we don't openly talk about it even for me i think our environment if you talk about it it looks like it's awkward i don't know like people we don't people don't talk about i remember when i go for my appointment at the hospital i'll see a lot of people like we're waiting to see the doctor like maybe 10 women young women like you Mm -hmm. in my heart like i really wish i could talk to someone yeah hi what's going on how are you you know i just wanted to just talk i'm ready to share yeah but like but everybody will just carry face like I yes think everybody's I'm reading a magazine or looking away exactly <laughs> yeah they're looking away you know nobody wants to talk about it and everything no you know when i'm going through my cycle like i wish like i go to the hospital do you know i go to the hospital sometimes like to take my medication injection my scan yeah. then i'll see a lot of people like we're always coming the same day, meaning same that we're doing yeah. the circle at the same time. It would be my joy to like, let's share, so like, how are you reacting to the injection? What are you doing right? What are you doing wrong? And everything then, you know, at, at the end of the circle, I want to know, did it work for you? Did yes. it work for you? But it, I can't because nobody's ready to talk about it. Like everybody is always... Yeah. So, you know, I think it's a cultural thing. It is, yeah. It is a cultural thing. I will say it also has an effect on me too. Like I said, I wasn't really talking about it to people hmm. but until i had my daughter then you know i was actually ready then to share like i just wanted to you know jump for me i was say to glorify god to share my story to encourage someone along yeah. the line and everything but the cultural thing was just still there you couldn't it share was, free yeah. With people and all. yeah and it's funny enough even even in um, like other countries you see people put up a post that no one talks to each other in the waiting room of fertility clinics. So you, just, you have, I think it, it seems like everyone is just, I don't know if the word is ashamed or just don't want to be there. And so they just want to find a way mm-hmm. to just you know, yeah. like keep busy and then go in and get out without talking to anyone. I know, right? Yeah, I, a, think, yeah. I think that- And, be, and those would be the best friends to have, like you said, right? Honestly, yeah. People, people you can yeah. You understand your story, exactly. your joy. You know, we can share freely with them yeah. and everything. But no way. Nobody wants to talk to you. And for me, like, I'm always willing, like, you know, just, uh, hi, you know, they'll just eye you and just, you know. And look away quickly. (laughs) Look away quickly, you know. And then in my head, I'm like, I don't want to be too forward. I don't want them to, like, you know. So I'll just, okay. I just move on and everything, you know. (laughs) I hope that changes. How is it in Canada now? Are you fine? Well, I guess it's different now because it's COVID as well. So everyone is a little... Yeah, we have a lot of people. Different. No, we yeah. don't have a lot of like we don't have a lot of people. Well, no, you don't. So, yeah, yeah. So when I go for my appointment, I just yeah. you know I don't even get to see anyone because yeah, appointment yeah. time is different. You know how it is around. Exactly. There. Yeah. Exactly. So I haven't met anyone no. along the line. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. 
just me or people, someone that coming before me. And then, you know, white people are ch- actually quite different. Everybody will face their front and move. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's me. But, oh, yeah, maybe I'm black. That's why. But I don't know. But everybody will just, hey, hi. And then, you know. Yeah. Even if black people can actually be like that, then why would I expect more from whites? Yeah. I don't know. It's everyone, like, different cultures, right? Everyone is just yeah. different. It's, it's mm-hmm. different the way everyone reacts. I know. Um, so. But it's something that I think will need to change globally regardless of where we are that people just I guess when there's no longer stigma attached to infertility then people feel more open they don't feel the need mm-hmm. to hide or just um, ignore the person next to them so yeah. we hope True. that with more awareness things will change for I the better so <laughs> um, if you were to um, you know yeah I know you know that you didn't have a lot of support um, from friends and of course you kept things away from family as well you know that faith at times uh you know the fact that you started going to get closer to god was there a point in time where you thought you know i've had an like i can't do this any longer because you know even after um you experienced losses and you lost both tubes and you were doing the cycles and it wasn't working how were you able to still hold on to faith and hope (sighs) Honestly, I must confess it was at a point it was tough because mm-hmm. you know, as as in as much as a part of me, you know, is um, then a part of me was trying to. I just wanted to focus on God, like mm-hmm. that was the only thing. You know, I've gotten yeah. to a stage in there, like I felt I can't make any changes. I can't do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Even if I worried and cried and rolled on the floor till next year, it's not going to change anything. But the only thing that can change anything is just me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, just me. Like, I need to just, you know, trust God on my own, you know, just mm-hmm. focus on him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was just the only thing that was helping me mm-hmm. along the line. So, you know, I got a point that I felt, I can't do this again. Like, why do I have to go through this? I still, I still ask the why questions. Yeah. I do that sometimes. Like I will, I will be really be down. And then the thing about it is I have some people that call me chief encouragement officer. Like mm-hmm. I'm that kind of person that I like to talk people through their, you know, maybe journey problems. Right. Like, Oh, don't worry. God will do it and everything, you know, trying to, you know, just preach, don't worry about it. Just leave it in the hand of him who can change it. You know, I just talk to people a lot and everything. I remember at that point going through my um, journey, I have a lot of people in my office. Like I think like about three or four people that were married mm-hmm. and um, they don't have a baby. Right. Yeah. So they were, you know, infertility journey and everything. I will, some, I don't know, uh, maybe because of my kind of person. So we find out, kind of get to talk about it. Like generally, they don't know I was yeah. going to IVF, but they knew that I'm waiting on, you know. I'm, so we just talk generally and then I will encourage them, pray with them. Like I remember there was a time I was in the office, like I was a supervisor. So mm-hmm. that is one of my team members. She was pregnant then. It seemed like um, she was bleeding. She was, you know, she called the taxi, waiting on the taxi and she was crying, scared, like, I don't want to lose this baby. And I had her hand, I was praying. You know, in my heart, I was like, ha, Father Lord, like, I'm praying like I could make, like, I felt like I could make something happen at that point. Like, yeah. let's just pray about it and everything. Then next minute, I was asking, I was asking myself, like, if I can make something happen for her, why can't I pray to make happen my, for myself, make something happen for myself? But 
you know, I did it. We prayed. She went to the hospital. She was fine. She had a baby eventually and everything. So my point was along the line, I was just trying to be like, um, I was strong. I won't lie. I was actually strong for myself. Like I knew that, but a part of me always still get down sometimes and like ask the why questions and cry yeah. in my corner of my room. And then five minutes or 10 minutes later, I clean my eyes. I start again. I change the channel, watch TV, pick my phone, speak to someone, then I move on. Yeah. So I was strong when you see me, like nobody around me could actually know that I was even in the midst of a field IVF. On Monday, I will go to work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was outing inside, but they, and then imagine on that Monday, someone is coming to me to ask for help or ask for advice on yeah. things. Do you understand? So yeah. I got to a point that I just have to be strong, you know, and then I was able to just cope and everything. Then trusting God was just my bottom yeah. power. It's good how you allow that. But I think, you know, like we noted earlier, there needs to be a little bit more support, even when you're going through IVF, because can you imagine, I mean, there's so much hormones, the injections, the impact on your emotional yeah. well-being. Yeah. When you're going to work, you know, you're rushing before, between one place to another. If someone has a failed IVF cycle, you have to come back to work again the next day, like nothing happened. Yes. There just yeah. needs a better um, True. understanding yeah. in terms of mm-hmm. packages mm-hmm. available to um, individuals yes. and couples um, dealing with infertility. Mm-hmm. I remember those times that after taking my injections, you know, maybe before going to work in the morning and everything, and I'll be feeling dizzy sometimes, nauseous yeah. and everything. Then I'm doing some stuff. We have to go for a meeting. Then I need to put up with a lot of things. Okay. And then I have an appointment maybe for two to come for my scan at the hospital. Wow. I went two days ago. I don't know what to tell my boss today that I am supposed exactly. to, that I am going again because I told her two days ago that I need to go for an hospital appointment. Then I will try and say, okay, my break is one hour. I will go during my break time. And wow. then it's far to my, and then I will go, then I will spend like two hours. I will course, because that's back. how it is many times. Yeah. yeah, I will be back. Then I need to just find a way to, you know. Explain again and try to oh. make up the time and. It's a lot of, yeah, it wasn't easy, honestly. Yeah. I want those, if I remember those moments, it was really a very hard time, really hard. It was really hard, but, you know. Certainly things, yeah. Certainly things that we can advocate for and uh, hope for change yeah. uh, in the near future. Amen, I wish so. Amen, yes. And in, mm-hmm. if you were to look back now at Joke, Joke in like, I don't know, 20-year-old 20, 20 Joke, <laughs> what would you tell her? Knowing everything that you know now, what would you tell her? Oh, what would I say to Joker 20 years old? Well, for me, I think what I would just say to Joker is um, just trust God always. Like, mm. like I keep, that's my, what I say to myself. Like, it's like a uh, motor to me. Like, I keep it to, at the back of my head. Yeah. Worrying does not change anything. In life, like I really, I don't like worrying myself about things I can't, I don't have power over. So, you know, what I just do is just trust God. Like, okay, Father Lord, I don't, as in, I can't do this on my own. I put it in your hand, make it happen, make a change. This is what I want, do it for me. And then I move on to another thing. So I really, I would just tell your care to, you know, don't worry about things, trust God in all things. And then, Mm. you know, he make things happen in his own time. Yeah. But I know sometimes as human, it's easy to say, but when we're in going through those problems, it looks yeah. like, when is he ever going to do it? Will he ever do it? And everything. Yeah. And then 
on my faith journey, I remember during um, my IVFs period and everything yeah. like that. So uh, there was a time that my, my boss, so she was, I had a new boss, woman. So I thought she was going to be a little bit understanding and everything. So I yeah. think I tried to open up a bit because of, yeah. I'm always uh, trying to ask for ex- excuses to go and do stuff and everything. So yeah. I tried to open up a bit, a bit for her so that I will be able to, when I'm going, at least she understand that she will be wondering, everybody will be wondering like, why, why is she always going? What is going on and everything? Yeah. So I remember there was a point she was, I can't remember the question she asked me. I was really, I think I was actually in the middle of an IVF procedure self. Like I was, I think I was waiting for my two weeks. You know, the two weeks, that's when you don't know what is going to happen and everything. Then she was, I can't remember the question she asked me. But the way I told her, I think, oh, yeah, this is what happened. I think I wasn't at work for like a week. I think I took five days leave so that we rest. You know, when after the two weeks, wait for an IVF, you have to, you know, wait for pregnancy tests and everything. I usually take like a week, a week off work. Then the next mm-hmm. week, I can be working till I did my pregnancy test. So... They all thought, you know, people, they will talk at your back, like, what's going on? Why is she yeah. not at work? Is she pregnant? All those things. So you're saying maybe they've been saying stuff like that. Someone told me, like, they had a meeting that they were saying that maybe, ah, Jaka, Jaka is not at work. Maybe she's pregnant. I know. I'm like, ah, really? Like, why would the they stop? Meeting? Can you imagine? As in, you know? So, you know, so well, she now was saying her that I know that you are pregnant. Eh? Oh. You, see, you don't need to hide it. You tell us, let us know so that we'll be able to make her. <laughs> I'm not joking, like, and I wasn't pregnant. I don't know yet. And yeah. then she said she knows that I am pregnant and everything. And all. you know, she talked, she said a lot of things and everything, trying to be like, she's sure that that was why, but I need to open up and let them know so that they will make adjustments and know that I won't be there. I don't understand. Like, like, if you are, won't you tell her when it's time is right? Like, I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> and then, you know, when she said that, she's like, I was looking at, she said, yeah, Abby, are you not? I said, yes, I am. I just I just said yes I am pregnant and then she just said wow. a whole lot of things and everything. Then I went out. I remember that day I went to the bathroom. I was I was crying. I walk. I cried. And then I was like, Father Lord, as in I was just asking like, no, I don't just make this happen. Like I received this as in I I I won't lie. I I welled as in I I cried. I felt really bitter. I wasn't happy. Like I was just like okay. Then I moved on. I think it was actually on that particular circle. It was the second day that I went to do my test and I was pregnant. Oh, wow. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So for me, like, okay, it was just thank, a thank goodness you claimed it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I claimed it, right? Like, well, it just happened that way. Yeah. But, you know, my point is just like, you know, people would assume things. So, you know, that's basically part of the reason. And I remember sometimes during my cycles too, Maybe, you know, when I, when you're using all those drugs, sometimes mm-hmm. you might have to eat in the morning because you have some drugs to use, or maybe because of those injections, you had weight, you yeah. change, oh, changes yes. and everything. Oh, yes. I knew that there was some of my colleagues like, hmm, ah, you're pregnant. And they will be saying stuff like that. I'll just be smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you will fail again. People that have noticed that I was maybe eating, doing stuff, then I wasn't eating again. I'm sure they can't come to me and ask me, oh, sorry, what happened and everything. You know, mm. so th- those are part of the reason why I just wanted to keep to myself because there are actually a lot of ups and lows in during the process yeah. and everything. For people that are closer to you will know these things because you know, they will see that you're adding weight. 
maybe oh, you are eating more. Is terrible. Exactly. And yeah. then maybe you are complaining about, you know, fatigue because of some of the injections, drugs and everything. So it looks like you're pregnant to them, course, but they don't yeah. know what you're going through and everything. So it's part of the process anyway. Yeah. And somehow you find out you eat more, right? Yeah. Like, even sure. though the, the, I mean, the drugs are, you know, they're making you, you're making you like, you know, gain weight, but then you still, yeah. maybe in your mind, because you, you're telling yourself as well that, I don't know, but I'm pregnant. Just find, exactly. I don't know, but you just, you just, you know, the hormones are already doing what they're doing and then mm-hmm. you start eating more as well. And, yeah, uh, it's just, true. You're right. Honestly, the like, whole combination is just, it's honestly uh, like, um, it's I look at myself in the mirror. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I have added a lot of weight. And then I'm sure they are so sure that she's pregnant. They, yeah. they will even be showing excitement for you. Mm. I'll just be looking at them and smile. I won't say a word. Like, and then they will notice that later on things have changed. And then they'll be wondering, like, what's going on? I'm sure they can't come to me to ask. Yeah. And sometimes your belly is mm. even going a little bigger because, again, because of the stimulation that you wear exactly. some kind of top. And True. it looks like. Yeah, you're right. Those wow. are the things they will see, and then they were so sure. You know, the thing about in the journey, your your people you work with are actually more closer in, in the, during the journey because they yeah. see you every day every at work. Day. You, you, you don't day. even see your friends every day because everybody's yeah. busy with life and work and everything. But people at work see you every day. Yeah. They notice that even some people like oh, they notice that you are using a drug at the time. Maybe they would just, can imagine, just like, you monitoring, like monitoring spirits, eh? I'm not joking. It happens. <laughs> like, they know. So they are so sure that something, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of the journey. Anyway. It is, it is. Yeah. But we do need more awareness, though, just to let people um, know. We do, honestly. We need more awareness. With everything that you've gone through, I mean, you're an amazing person and you, you're such a warrior to go through all of that. Um, Thank you. Would you say that the whole journey the infertility would you say that it changed you as a person yes it does change me as a person because um at the point while asking the why questions um part of the things i sat down and then i was asking god was that um lord i think that was you have a reason you wanted me you wanted me to go through this like i i i i wanted to know the reason why I was on that journey. Like I knew that it wasn't just for fun. You know, I got to a point when, you know, when I couldn't make anything happen on my own, like I keep doing the IVF and everything, but it wasn't just to working immediately. Yeah. And then I couldn't, I don't even have something to treat for, like just implantation. And then my doctor will say, well, it's God. That's what my doctor will say, like, well. And it is, really? Yes. Yeah. You know, and then he'll say, it's okay. And then during my research, I look okay, acupuncture will make things happen. It didn't happen. Um, womb scraping, too. It didn't happen. Then um, intralipid, too, for implantation. You know, all those things I did based on, you know, trying to. But at the end of the day, I just realized that I can't make things happen on my own. And then the only thing that can happen is just for me to trust God. And then I was asking God, Father, Lord, I want to know the reason why it puts me on this purpose, on this journey. So like it's mm-hmm. for a purpose. I want to know what this purpose is so that I will be able to learn and then be able to, you know, what I'll be able, I won't go through it in vain. Right. Which I think I didn't go through it in vain. You know, it changed me as a person, it changed my personality. It changed, um, I have, I have, I know I have some people that, I've, that I met along during those periods while I was going through this, that, you know, like my colleagues, especially and some of my friends, they knew that I changed, you know, because I changed in a lot of ways, basically, maybe I'll say spiritually kind of, you know, and then my focus is always on people that what I, what I talk about is always about, you know, 
trusting God, you know, yeah. just don't give up on things easily. You know, I was just always there trying to encourage people, you know, tell them. And then at that point, I didn't even have my own story. Like I, I didn't get, I wasn't pregnant at that point. So, you know, it changed me completely. Like I wasn't just focusing on myself anymore. I was focusing on the word of God. I was just focusing on, you know, just living a purposeful life. Even at that point, I just felt like, okay, instead of, I, I did, I did my master's during that period. I just don't mm. like, felt like instead of just wasting around and mm. wasting on IVF, I was doing my master's around line. Then also um, at work, I was trying to, and then I have quite a lot of people that, that report to me. Okay. So when they are going through issues or when I notice that you're down, you know, I can say, okay, I'll chat to you office, you know, they're like, hi, can we, can we see so, so time? Then I'll have a conversation. What's going on. I know I talk to people a lot and then they open up for me to me. Then mm. I try to encourage them, you know, to pray with them, tell them, you know, so for me, I felt fulfilled those period. Like, mm. so for me, I felt, yes, it was, I, God took me through the journey for a purpose. Right. I and I was able to understand the reason why it took me to jail. Maybe he wanted me to be a better person. He wanted me to get closer to him. Maybe if I had gotten married and I got pregnant immediately, maybe I won't understand some things I understand right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, you know the things about us. We are all Christians. Christianity. We go to church and come back and everything. But getting to a particular deeper place, it, it's natural. Like you can't force it. I don't know. If, if I, I don't know if you're feeling what I'm saying, but Certainly. you know, I, I was able to just get some deeper place apart from right. just a regular and everything. So, yeah, so you yeah, brought that to God as well. It does, yeah. Wonderful. Is there any quote or affirmation that you'd like to share that you found that helped it helped you during your journey or oh, that still yes. helps you now? Any quote <laughs> sure. or word of affirmation? Yeah, I, I do have. I, you know, basically I, I used to say, um, trust God with all your heart. Mm. Just trust him. You know, he makes all things beautiful in his own time. So, you oh, know, okay. I keep saying that that's what I tell people closer to me. Um, that's what I keep telling myself even till now. Like, like I said, I'm in the middle of a cycle. Mm-hmm. I understand the game. I don't know what will happen, but I'm trusting him. Like that he'll just, make everything beautiful yeah i'm just trusting him and then you know i said and another thing is um he says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and every other things will be added unto you so you know just uh, focus on god you try and be closer to him seek his seek him and then every other things will be added unto you yeah. he will add everything to you it's like a two-way relationship with god yeah. you know we the thing is we always expect him to do then are we also, are we doing what he wants us to do as well. just like parents are to child like a parent will say if you do this i'm going to do, give this to you but if you don't do i'm not going to give it to you then if they won't you don't expect them to fulfill their part when you don't fulfill your own parts mm. so you know i just feel it's a two-way relationship you know we should just get closer to god and everything and then it makes all things beautiful in the sign thank you for sharing that and i also like the fact that you know you noted earlier that you did do your own part in terms of everything that you felt you could do to try to get pregnant. You access the fragility treatments. You did use the internal repeats when you saw that things were not working out. You used acupuncture, did everything within your power. And then you also sought God's face and prayed. So again, I think it's always important to uh, reinforce that, especially in our society, just to say that, you know, it's not, um, none of it's necessarily isolated. And just because you're doing science doesn't mean God no longer a factor so it's important to also um, highlight that so thank you for that 
And as a wrap up, Joke, do you have any words of encouragement for any woman out there or any couple listening to you right now and currently dealing with infertility? Uh, yeah, so what I would just say is to anyone going out this, um, going um, through infertility right now is, well, I am still in the journey also, right. and I have a daughter now, but I am still going through it. Too. And then what I'm telling myself right now is um, trust God. Uh-huh. Yes, he's the only one that can make it happen. Just trust him and um, don't give up. You know, I... If I had given up early during my process, maybe I won't have my rainbow baby now. But, you know, it can be tough sometimes. Some people will say, like, after going through first two, three IVs, I don't think I want to go through it anymore and everything. I know it's tiring. Your body change. Your, you know, you have to wait. A lot of things, expensive. Yeah. Even a lot of people. Do you know how many people that are out there? They don't even have the money to go through one cycle. Not even a blood test. Exactly. A lot of people do not, they don't even have the kind of, um, I would say grace that I received from God. Of course, that was divine me, intervention from that doctor. So telling the doctor to tell me that, you know what, don't pay. I'm going to do the circle for you for free. And yeah. then for good three circles, I did without paying a dime. That's amazing. You know, so it's, it's only God I could have made that happen, honestly. Definitely. Exactly. So sometimes when maybe in the old thing I'm talking, I'm saying, God, 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 this is my story. Yes. It was beyond me. It was just God that could make that happen. So I'll tell anyone out there, just trust God. Don't give up. Mm. Just keep trying. Keep trying. Every options you have out there, keep making research, you know, whatever it is you can do. And all. just keep trying. Don't give up. I know now I am 39. Mm. And I'm going through a circle, you know, I've gone through, I've read a lot of things. They'll say um, age factors, uh, you know, affecting and everything. I know. But I'm not even bothered about that age thing. I'm, I, don't, I don't put my mind to it. I'm just yeah. trusting God, like, okay, let me just get it done. And then, you know, put my trust in him and everything. And all. Yes, let your will be done, God. Yes, let your will be done. Yes. Amazing. Thank you so much, okay? It's been, Thank you, Ola. It's really, it's just such a blessing to listen to you. Uh, again, like I noted earlier, such a warrior going through all that you did and still holding on to God and staying hopeful. Um, I'm sure everyone listening has been inspired, has been encouraged, have had their hopes renewed uh, by your journey. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming and sharing so much wisdom as well and sharing your story because we need to keep hearing all our stories to encourage other people and to let other people know they're not alone. So thank you so much. Thank you, Ola, for having me. Thank I'm you. I could share this. Yes. And best wishes with your current cycle. And we hope to have you again in the near future. Amen. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.